Hi, everybody. Hello. I feel like we're really bad at starting the it's podcast. It's the hardest thing in the world. If you what do never, other people do? Huh? What do other podcasts do at the start? Other podcasts, I think, well, the ones I listen to, they'll have a scripted intro that they always do. Ah. Uh, we're not doing that. Nah, we're real. We like to keep it real. Yeah, keep it 100. This is just us. This is like unscripted. Raw, unfiltered. Yeah. Anything could happen. This is like Watch What Happens Live. Yeah, exactly. Is that exactly. what that show is? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's just two idiots sitting in a room trying yeah. to come up with shit to say. <laughs> um, anyway, welcome to our podcast. Spooky Bitch Gang. Um, about horror movies and whatever. Yeah. Well, actually, this one's a bit of an interesting episode. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it's about <laughs> horror stuff. <laughs> yeah. Not movies, but but yeah. we are going to talk about movies right now because that's how we start it. We always talk about movies that we've seen lately. Yeah, this is how we start it. <laughs> don't ask any questions just come along for the ride so um scott yeah. oh you're scott by the way this is scott and this is this bitch called crystal <laughs> um how how are you going I'm let's right. catch up oh um um uh, yeah you know cool um <laughs> <laughs> have you seen any good horror movies lately that you'd like to share with the class yeah um uh, there's a couple I want to talk about. Um, the first one is I saw a movie called Shadow of the Vampire. What's that? It is from 2000. Um, it's a like a metafiction horror movie about – it's kind of a fictionalized version of the making of Nosferatu, 1922, oh. which was one of my favorite horror movies. It's got John Malkovich as the director, F.W. Murnau, and it's got – um, Willem Dafoe as Max Shrek, who played the Amazing. vampire. But the conceit is that he actually is a vampire and he's, he's not acting. So it's like, it's not a great movie. Like it kind of trails off by the end. Seems pretty weird with those two guys. Yeah. And Carrie Elwes is there too from Saw. Oh, so hot. Right? What, <laughs> a, what a lineup of hotties. Yeah. Of unconventional hotties. <laughs> true, I think true. John Malkovich is a hottie. Have you ever looked up his fashion line? No. He designs really weird clothes. Oh, okay. Sick. Yeah. Right. He seems pretty fun. Mm. Um, also in that movie, Dangerous Liaisons is pretty hot in that. I haven't seen that. Oh. Well, um, who made this film that you're talking about? I don't actually know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Cool. S- someone who hasn't done a lot of other movies. Uh-huh. Um, but I, the main reason I want to mention this movie is because Willem Dafoe's performance is so good. Like, it's, it's always so good. But he just brings so much to this weird character. He's like funny, but he's also really terrifying, really great makeup. And yeah, I think it's definitely worth seeing. And especially if you haven't seen Nosferatu, it could be like a like a window into seeing Nosferatu after you see mm. this movie. So yeah. If I got an email from The Wrap, the entertainment news <laughs> publication yeah. that said, breaking... Willem Dafoe is an actual vampire, I'd be like, oh, yeah. I probably wouldn't even click. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, true. I wouldn't even have to read the whole article. I'd just be like, okay, cool. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, I hope he doesn't go to an Italian restaurant. Too much garlic. <laughs> you know? That was a good one. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> um, well, I watched um, Countdown, which I mentioned on the last episode yeah. that I was like, I'm going to watch Countdown. Well, I fucking watched it. Was it shit? It's crap. But it's like, <laughs> it's kind of fun at times. And then it's like, it ends in a really shit way that makes you like, you know, when you're like, okay, I'm going to give this like a two and a half or a three. And then at the end, you're like, yeah. that's a two for you, that's bitch. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just took yourself down to a two. I hope you're happy. That's how I felt. 
<laughs> That's so many horror movies. The ending completely undoes it. The ending is so difficult. But honestly, the whole movie was pretty trash, but it was fun trash. And then the right, end was just right. kind of like, get me the fuck out of here. So the conceit of the movie is you download an app and it tells you when you're going to die. But yeah. guess what? It's real. Oh, shit. Yeah. And then it kind of falls apart from there because I feel like this happens in a lot of movies where they're like, oh, this is what's going to happen to you in the future or when you're going to die. Yeah. Like uh, Final Destination style. Obviously, once you find that out, you then try to change that fact and avoid death. Yeah. Um, but then it's kind of like, well, are you allowed to avoid death? Like, what, what are the rules around that? Because it's always kind of a bit tricky. So in this one, the way that they've dealt with that um, problem is that when you download the app, you have to like agree to like the terms and conditions. Oh my God, the end user license agreement. Yes. <laughs> one of the fucking conditions is like, you're not allowed to change your death. Like if we tell you you're going to die, you just have to die at that moment. I mean, that's fair. That's the rules. So like, for example, this girl's going to get in a car, like she downloads it. And also in these movies, oh, sorry, I dropped my phone. <laughs> also in these movies, the, pe- the people are always like really young. But yeah. always a bunch of them are going to die really young. And it's like, that's not uh-huh. super realistic. Yeah. Um, but anyway, this, I think actually the leading cause of death in like teenagers is car accidents. So this one actually was kind of realistic because she's going to get in the car with like her drunk boyfriend or something. And she's only got like a few minutes left. So she knows what's up. And also mm-hmm. it's like, you probably shouldn't get in a car with someone who's like really, really drunk. So then she gets out and she like walks home and he's just like, well, fuck you and drives away. Yeah. Just like that's pretty toxic like boyfriend behavior. If your yeah. boyfriend does that, you should dump him if you still are alive the next day. <laughs> Just that's a PSA to the listeners. But anyway, so she's like, okay, cool. I'm going to like get around this. But then because she breaks the rules of the app by yeah. trying to not die at that time, then she just dies anyway. Poor bitch. That's kind of boring. Yeah. Cuz you can't outrun it. It's just like well, you broke yeah, the rules the and now the now because you broke the rules, like your punishment is dying. So it's just <laughs> kind of you're going like, to die anyway. Exactly. You're going to die either way. So it's kind of just like, oh, who cares? Yeah. Um, and it turns out it's like the it's like a curse. It's like a curse movie. Oh, my God. But they have this really fun scene where they talk to this like priest because they're like, you know, who knows all about demons? This is what I think too. Priests. <laughs> like every time I think about like the priesthood, I think mostly about like demons and stuff because in yeah. movies, it looks like that's like one of their main jobs. Yeah. So they go to a church and they're like, um, hey, so we've got this demon situation. Like, can we chat to you about it? And the priest is like, no, I don't really do demons. Like, I don't think it's real. I'm a priest. Like, I do like priesty things. What did he learn at the seminary then? Nothing, obviously. He was like, that stuff's not for me. But then he's like, you know what? I can hook you up with someone who's super into demons. And they go see this other priest played by somebody who's in things. (laughs) I can't remember who it is, but he just looked familiar. Louise Guzman. Uh, I don't know who that is, but... This guy's really funny. Okay. And yeah, he's this like stoner priest who's just like waiting for like his deliveroo and like he loves demons. And the whole reason he became a priest is because like all the demon shit, like he's so psyched that some people have come to him with a demon problem and he knows so much about demons. And his little part in the movie where they're working together with him to try and fix this is actually really good. It's probably like the best part of the movie because he's funny, it's light, it's still dealing with all the demon stuff, but in just this like very interesting different way that kind of, Mm. yeah, it it gives it a little bit of like a resuscitation for a bit. He needs a spin-off. He does need a Mm spin-off. He's cute. All right. He's a cute man. Okay, I'll find out who it is. Did you watch anything else? Are you going to watch Countdown? 
I actually now I am. You kind yeah. of should, yeah, and should. just even if you don't finish it, because the end's boring. Sure, I watched I so many priest. movies where I don't finish it. Like <laughs> uh, the last couple of days, like I watched um the the latest Jeepers Creepers. Oh why? I don't know. I was just like, let me check this out. Whatever, it's like on Amazon or something. And I just didn't finish it, and I feel like I get it. Like I think I'm allowed to rate it now. Yeah, once you feel like you've had your experience with it. Yeah, it's not yeah. going to get any better. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, you should watch Countdown. All right, I will. Um, I watched a movie called Vampire Hookers. Um, <gasps> Why are you watching so many vampire movies? I don't know. Huh. Should we do a vampire episode? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so Vampire Hookers is a movie from the Philippines from the 70s. And it is trash. Like, it's trash in the best possible way. Um, it's like US Army guys on or like Navy guys on shore leave in the Philippines. Obviously, they're pieces of shit. And all they want is to sleep with hookers. But guess what, bitch? The hookers are vampires. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Is it good? It's like, like the acting is terrible and the music's weird and like generally the sets look a bit janky, but I actually loved it. Wow. So, yeah, you should probably see Vampire Hookers. All it's right. like a trash classic. If you guys think we should do a vampire episode... Please let us know because I don't think we've had any requests for vampires, but no. they're like such a staple. But if you want a vampire episode, you have to get the the blood drop emoji and put like sixteen of them on every single of our Instagram posts. Yeah, like the beehive. Yeah, do the blood drop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I looked up the man who's like the cool priest. Yeah. And his name is PJ Byrne. Do you know who that is? He was in like Bombshell and Green Book and The Wolf of Wall Street and like a lot of big movies actually. Oh. He was in The Gift. If we're talking about horror. Um, PJ. He's oh. kind, there's something kind of cute about him in like a dorky way. Yeah. Yeah, I see it. I just I think everyone's attractive, hey. Yeah, you do. That's nice, right? Yeah. Everyone is attractive That's like in their own way. An act of kindness from me. <laughs> yeah. Do you sure. think? Or maybe it's not, I don't know. <laughs> but um yeah. yeah, I've watched a bunch of crap lately. Yeah, it, your letterbox is just full of crap. It's just all it. like one and a half stars for yeah. everything. <laughs> I watched the new Black Christmas, which you've talked oh, about man. before, and it sucks. And yeah. I agree with everything that you said back then. Uh, and then I watched Like, Share, Follow. Oh. Which is like, it's about this like famous YouTuber. Right. I watched a movie called Shook, which I think is similar. Shook. She's like a beauty vlogger and oh. some shit goes down. It's like that movie Don't Hang Up, but like really misogynistic right. enablist. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Well, this one is like he's – I think he's just famous on YouTube for like just, I don't know, being cute Thanks. or whatever. Oh. He's like someone from something. Right. Because <laughs> when I went through the Letterboxd reviews, because like the main guy is actually really, really good and he kind of like makes you able to watch this like piece of shit movie. <laughs> and all the reviews were like, it's so weird seeing, I don't know, using his character's name from like a show or something. So he must be oh, somebody famous. Who is this man? But the movie itself is Oh, Keenan really Lonsdale. Bad. Yeah, who's that? He's Australian. Oh, um, he's Australian. He was in Love, Simon. Um, oh, well, they must shit. be talking about that. Yeah. Because they said it was weird to see him playing someone straight. But um, he's really, really good in it. But the All movie right. is just so stupid. And it's got these weird, outdated, like, internet references from a long time oh, ago. Like you got pwned. Yeah, and like... Um, he says, like, I can has cheeseburger. Oh like, he says things God. like that. I feel so bad for this man who's, like, obviously a really talented actor having to, like, read this script. Who the fuck wrote this? I don't know. But it seems like it was written a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's set now. 
It's pretty weird. It's just kind of like a fatal attraction kind of, you know, women are crazy stalkers kind of movie, but for young people. Wow. Fatal Attraction is a great movie. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty fucked up, but it's like fun to watch. Yeah. Because, you know, Glenn. (laughs) (laughs) True. We have talked about Fatal Attraction before and Glenn is the hero of that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um. I love her so much. Same. I didn't watch this hillbilly thing, but. Oh, yeah, no. I don't know. Um, <laughs> this is now a Glenn Close slash David Crumholtz fan podcast. <gasps> Does she have Twitter or Instagram? Surely. You I hope think? she posts thirst traps like Martha Stewart always does. Oh, my God. Same. <laughs> I really hope she has one. I feel like she doesn't. <laughs> no, she seems not. like a classy lady, but I'll keep my fingers crossed and I'll have a look. Yeah. If anyone is in touch with Glenn or Glenn's people. Yeah, let us let know. Let us know. We'd love to do a little interview. Wow, yeah. True. Yeah, because I feel like it's really trendy now to like revive female characters and also real life women from the past who were like maligned back then mm-hmm. and to now like, you know, spin them in a different way. Yeah. So I'd love to do that with uh, her famous character. Yeah, and then we'll get Sinead O'Connor. Okay. Yeah, cool. All right. We'll do that on a different podcast. Well, we have a bit of a weird episode today, a bit different. Yeah. Like, just shut up and enjoy it. It's just different. Like, you know, yeah. we've got to try things. We've got to be, yeah. like, bold and daring and at the forefront of stuff. Yeah. But I, maybe we're not in this case. Well, we try. Like, I think we should just try. So, uh, yeah, we're doing something a little bit weird. But, yeah, we hope you love it. And we hope you have a little dance to our theme music in a second. I hope you just feel strongly about it in some way. Yeah. True. Even if you hate it. And then engage with us. Mm, even if it's abuse. Yeah. Love it. Um, okay. Well, anyway, we'll see you after this. All right. Bye. All right, uh, we're back. And the theme, as you probably know, because you clicked on this episode, is video games or horror video games. Yes. Uh, Crystal, are you is. a gamer? I'm a huge gamer. Is that G-A-Y-M-E-R? Yeah. Love to play games, um, buy those little like toys with the shaky heads, the big he- <laughs> shaky heads. No, they don't shake. They're just big. Oh, they don't. I thought it was like one of those things you put on the dash of the car. A bobble head. That's a different thing. Okay. Anyway, I like those. Crystal's talking about Funko Pop things. Oh, is that what it's called? Yeah. Anyway. There's, there's a Funko Pop of the Bride of Frankenstein. That's the only one I want. And it's like really expensive. But Like how much? I think it goes for 300 bucks. Why? Do they just make a few of them? It's like yeah, baby babies. So. What yeah. the fuck? It's Bride of Frankenstein. It's so cool. Hmm. All right. Well, that's good to know. Um. <laughs> Actually, yeah. So I don't play games. You have played games. I've played some games in yeah. the past, but it's not like a habit of mine and yeah. I don't really enjoy it. <laughs> habit. Um, I would never think to do it as something to like relax me or to like have fun or whatever. Yeah, especially horror games. Horror games are the only games I've really played. Right. Because I'm like, okay, it's just horror in a different medium. So right. sometimes I can get into them. So have you actively sought out horror games as a non-gamer? Oh, yes. So the only time I've played games is when I've played like Amnesia because I heard it was really scary. Mm -hmm. 
uh, and like limbo and stuff because I specifically heard that those were scary. And I used to have like a Steam account when I was wow, like younger. You are a gamer. And I would just like make boys buy me games for free on there because if you are like a girl on or at least back in the day if you were a girl on steam it was really easy to make guys send you games that you wanted wow i never even thought of that that's like scam goddess behavior yeah yeah because i'm not gonna pay for a game that's like you taking the the sexual harassment that women always face in the gaming community and just like flipping it on its head and making it work for you and also what i'm doing by admitting to it is just confirming the ideas of every sexist gamer man yeah true but you know whatever yeah but whatever but they did it to themselves so you're saying this was my idea to do the game, the video games episode? Yeah. Why? You specifically <laughs> said you wanted to come over to my house and play a bunch of horror games. And I was so fucking on board with it because I, I'm not as much of a gamer as I used to be, but like you should have seen me in high school. I was so ugly. What else was I going to do? <laughs> I'm hot now, so it's fine. But um, Okay. So you like games. I honestly don't know why I wanted to do this as a thing, but <laughs> I feel like it's it's horror movie adjacent. It's a bit of totally. a weird one for us. Yeah, it's not it's, movies, but it's storytelling. Yeah, games are a whole different experience to me for, for yeah. movies because, like, I think it was in the zombie episode last time. I was talking about how I'm like completely desensitized at this point mm-hmm. when I was watching. But then brain dead changed that because I had to like pause it because it was so disgusting. But I'm super desensitized. I don't get scared anymore. But I was playing Amnesia earlier today and, you know, there's this part, like the first half an hour of Amnesia, there's no actual threat to you. It's Mm -hmm. just atmosphere. And I was on the edge of my fucking seat. Yeah. I honestly just wanted to turn it off and like go outside, you know? It feels like the threat is more real because you're you're in control. Yeah. You're in the protagonist's like seat. Yeah. So it feels kind of like um, a cross between like a movie and then like going through one of those haunted houses where you like yeah. pay money and people jump out <laughs> and scare you. And those are really scary. Do you find games scarier than those haunted – the haunted houses are scarier than a game, right? Yes, because there's always something in the back of your mind. Like what if one of these people is like deranged and they're actually going to get you? Mm. You know? Yeah, and it's actually – it's you. Because like, it's, it's all trust. Body. Yeah, it's yeah. trust that they're, yeah. that they're all going to – they all had a good day. They all want to keep their jobs. Because <laughs> there might be one of them who's like, you know what? I'm going to fuck it up. I'm going to take my last shift and I'm going to do something with it. Like, I, you never know. Only you would think of that. Yeah, I'm really <laughs> scared of everything all the time. But the games are pretty scary. I think, I don't know. I feel like there's two different kinds of like scariness in yeah, games. Because yeah. there's like the the fear that the like characters and atmosphere and whatever are like instilling in you Mm -hmm. because scary shit's happening on screen and you're creeped out. Yeah. And then there's also the fear, the kind of adrenaline fear of like, I have to get away. Something's chasing me. Something's going to find me. I have to hide or I have to fight back. You don't know which button does what all of a sudden. You don't know the fucking buttons. (laughs) You're walking in a circle. (laughs) You can't like aim properly. And and then you're playing Resident Evil, suddenly the camera's in a different fucking spot. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So what did we play? The first Resident Evil. Yeah. So we played the first Resident Evil earlier. Crystal was not a big fan of the first Resident Evil. It was so fucking boring. (laughs) That's weird because I've heard of Resident Evil. I've never watched them. I I mean, I think I may have watched one of the movies at some point. I don't fucking know. Yeah. But. I'm not a Resident Evil person, but I've just heard about it heaps. So I was like, it's probably good because then how did it like, you know, take on this big life? Yeah. It's not even good. Resident Evil is super, super groundbreaking for the genre because there's this genre called survival horror where 
basically the aim is like the not necessarily fighting back against the evil and whatever it's just to survive um for some reason i really thought in my head that resident evil was going to be like you're killing zombies you or can you're kill killing the zombies. Killing stuff. I can't kill the fucking zombies. <laughs> I tried. I'm yeah, really shit at hard. it. I didn't know it was like a running away game. Yeah, it's a I'm much away more game. comfortable with the running away because I think that's what I would do in real life. Yeah, 100%. I was thinking about that when I was playing Amnesia because it's like, I think Amnesia does this really amazing thing. Well, the, the central conceit of the game is that the main character has amnesia. He intentionally gave himself amnesia so he could forget this horrible stuff that happened to him. And as the player going in blind, you don't know the backstory. So it's like you're just completely in his shoes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then this guy can't defend himself just like me in real life. Yeah. He can jump a little bit. He can't jump that high. He's not Mario, mm. just like me in real life. Yeah. And all he can do is run away. And that's yeah, why that, that really so hits scary. close to home. Yeah. And I have a really bad memory. That's probably why I loved that game so much. That is a scary game. That is probably, I, I would consider that one of the scariest yeah. pieces of media of all time. Because you're just so defenseless and so vulnerable. And you don't really know what's going on. Yeah, and you can't see. That actually made like, because I'm quite visually impaired, if you guys don't know. Mm-hmm. And that made these games really way harder and yeah. scarier. Because I couldn't see what the fuck was going on. Turns out darkness seems to be used a lot in these horror games totally it's always shadow yeah and then i'm like squinting i can't tell what's happening everyone's like go to that thing and i can't see where like (laughs) the door door? is or whatever (laughs) it's really hard yeah Yeah, especially like that resident evil the first one where like it's just this fixed view of things and yeah you can't sort of like look around more yeah it's pretty sickening that's kind of why people find it scary is because you can't look around corners and stuff you don't know what's there but also that's not very realistic because we see yeah so many games now are first person and And that's that's, i feel like that's way scarier yeah totally because like we played the you can't see behind you exactly exactly that's always been my fear about about first person games and we played the demo of resident evil 8 that was sick it was so good that was really, really good. And I had that thing like oh, that that you're in this dungeon, everything's covered in blood. And as, every time you progress in this, you feel like definitely as soon as you turn around, there's going to be some shit behind yes, you. Yes, it's so interesting because it's just like in horror movies how you kind of learn the generic beats. So you can be like, okay, at this point, we've just had a moment of relief after a long, tense scene. Mm-hmm. So she's going to turn around. There's going to be someone there. It's quick. It's amazing how quickly you like pick that up in games as well because I don't play games. Yeah. But pretty quickly I was like, okay, I get like the pacing of a game. I get where I'm supposed to feel scared and where I'm supposed to like anticipate something happening mm. and then where they're playing with that and then like stretching that tension out and stuff. Yeah. But it's really its own separate set of beats. Totally. But at the same time, it seems like the – barrier between games and movies is becoming a bit more permeable yeah um, like until dawn we've both played that that's basically an interactive movie that's so good yeah because it's got fucking hayden panettiere in it just like all the best movies yeah <laughs> like the I one with the zebra see. lucky stripes or whatever the fuck <laughs> racing, stripes. <laughs> racing stripes didn't that have frankie muniz as well oh my god he was maybe I the voice of the it. zebra i didn't I never, I never saw it but um i think it was good anyway um that was a sick game. I was really bad at it. I think I only saved like two people or something. Wow. So did you save Sam? Hayden Panettiere? Maybe. I don't remember. She's the easiest should, one to save. I should replay it because I don't remember Absolutely. anything that happened anymore. So maybe I'd be able to save some more people. You know what? Hey, um, you should tweet us if you'd be interested in us like 
doing a playthrough of Until Dawn and streaming it on Twitch or some shit. Yeah, but also, what's a playthrough? Like, just... <laughs> <laughs> That's like where what you play mean? through it. Do you have a microphone saying you're talking at the same time? Exactly. It's like a podcast, but this anyone the game. want to watch that, that sounds so boring. <laughs> <laughs> That's The interesting thing is, planning for this episode, it was mentioned that you can watch people playing games on YouTube. And I was actually going to send you a video of people playing through the classic Super Nintendo game Clock oh, Tower. I should have watched something, hey, yeah. just to get a sense. <laughs> yeah. I'll watch something later, but yeah. <laughs> So you're saying someone out there might want to watch me play a game, but I'm yeah. not good at it. Do you have to be good at it to, to? No, no, no. Oh, you can be so shit, but it's about your reactions and. But then like, it'll take forever. Yeah, that's cool. That's how you get that ad money. Oh, okay. Let's talk more about this later. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that'd be interesting. I would do that if someone wants to watch it. Probably no one does, but if anyone does, I want to watch it. I'll try and make jokes and stuff. I'll try and be funny. You're good at making jokes. You think so? Yeah. Well, I'll try and work on some for the what, what have you a, call have it? A Twitch written set of jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll come up with some material. For, Why did for Hayden Panettiere cross the road? Yeah, Twitch. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that would be sick. Yeah, you can figure out all the technical stuff. Yeah, it's what I do. Do you reckon in real life, in like a real life horror game situation, mm. would you like? Do you feel like you go to like fight or flight mode? I'm trying to think about when I've actually been yeah. in a dangerous situation in real life. Um, I don't know. I think I tend to arc up and get it. I, I do the fight thing, but really? I'm not good at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think that's true for you. I remember a story where you like got your like wallet back after it got stolen. And I feel like yeah. that doesn't normally happen. No. Most people, if you get pickpocketed, like you just take the L. Yeah. But not you. But his, his mistake was going into the kebab shop. Yeah, where he was. So. <laughs> um, I think, I think in the past, if something happens, I feel like I have this urge to use whoever's near me as a human shield. That's like fair. a pretty strong urge to do that. So I don't think I'm a fight. I think I'm. I think I'm more of That's like a, a freeze. A form of flight. Freeze. I'm a little bit of flight, but more freeze. Yeah, which is like probably the worst one because like <laughs> nothing happens. Like you should probably leave, but I don't even leave. <laughs> I get really scared. But in these games, I didn't really get that scared, the ones that we played tonight. We played a few more. We played um, Inside. Yeah. You liked Inside. I liked it, but it wasn't scary. I think Inside is not scary in the way that something like Resident Evil is where you walk around the corner and there's a zombie there. Yeah, It's scary in the way that it's like it's very beautiful in the way it evokes this strange post-apocalyptic world where people are controlled by brain worms and you're going through this horrible factory where they're doing human experiments and you don't even know who this kid is that you're controlling or where he's going but you just know you got to get there and that's what's scary about it I think and also like there's some pretty graphic deaths in it it feels very kind of gothic or like atmospheric but for me it just feels like if you have to play the whole fucking game to find out the thing it's like that's too much investment because for me that would take forever i think that's why i like games is because you you feel like you're putting something into it and getting something out rather than just passively watching it right but you have to be like kind of okay at it to get anything out you were really good at inside really yeah thanks and we played medium is it called yeah medium's another one of those ones this is a brand new one for their xbox what's the new xbox called Oh, egg- yeah. Let me just remember and I'll let you know. <laughs> I, I wasn't asking know. you. Oh. 
the the Xbox One X or some shit. Anyway, we played that. Um, Medium's another one of these ones where it's like this is kind of a movie, but it's got some interaction in it. Yeah, that we, was so slow. We played about an hour of this, and in the first half hour before the credits roll, you're just like finding a tie clip, it's and then so the tie. Boring. <laughs> I'm sure that the, this one has this really cool conceit where this the character is simultaneously existing in this like purgatory and also in the real world, and they're kind of mm. like the same it's kind of like silent hill the way it goes between the two worlds um i don't know if we got a lot out of it yet this one's very much a slow burn yeah i think i just honestly the main takeaway for me has been that i don't like games i just don't like (laughs) them like games but even the ones that i'm like oh this one's fun it's like if I had the choice to do something else, I would do something else. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to keep playing. True, true. I'm not going to be like, hey, can I come over and finish Resident Evil or whatever? Like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I just don't want it. Like, I don't want it in my life. <laughs> Which is true. interesting because I really like horror stuff. This is like yeah. as close to my interests as you can get with games. And I'm still just like not into it. Why? I wonder <laughs> if it's because like when you watch a film – you get so into seeing all the little bits and pieces that the director has done or the the, the screenwriter has done to like mm. make this complete picture of whatever. You're really good yeah. at unpacking all that stuff. But in a game, it's kind of like they have to leave things kind of open because you it's required that there's like a player insert. Like yeah. there's an element of the player putting themselves on the on in the game. So they have to kind of cater to everyone. Yeah. And maybe the themes are a bit washed out. I find yeah. that Maybe my experience of games is not as wide as someone who would consider themselves like a hardcore gamer, but it seems like thematically you don't get as much leeway as in other mediums. Right. For me, I feel like I'm pretty into like realism. True. Um, in storytelling. I don't like animation like at all. True. So that's probably a big factor of the game <laughs> thing. And I loved – I get really absorbed in movies and yeah. TV. Like yeah. I buy whatever they're selling me. <laughs> I, I believe everything they tell me. I get really wrapped up in it. And then I just kind of like – like I'll just be lost in whatever I'm watching. Yeah. My like I'll have like my facial expressions like mirroring the screen and like you can't do that in a game because you're supposed to be active, like an active participant and that kind of shatters this – like illusion for me. Mm-hmm. I know that it's fake because I'm controlling it now. Yeah. I can't get like swept up in it and carried away because mm-hmm. it's so obvious. And then I'm like pressing an X or I'm like, you know, doing these things that really bring me out of it. And even if it's a really like profound story, then I have to press X. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, go get the flashlight. And it's like, oh, this yeah. kind of kills it for me. Yeah, the behavior of characters in video games is not how a real person would behave. Yeah. Really. Well, it's kind of a necessity of the of the medium. Isn't yeah, it? I think I'm just, um, it's not for me. Or <laughs> I haven't learned how to appreciate it. I just remembered a game that I wish I'd gotten us to play because it was recently re-released. It's called Night Trap. And it's actually got like full motion, like real video that you play with where you, you're like, you're watching this house through surveillance cameras and there are vampires coming for the girls who are having a sleepover and you've got to set off traps to catch the vampires. That's so fun. Right? That sounds fun as a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, true. true. I don't know. I want to get you to games, but 
It's not going to happen. <laughs> what about when there's like VR horror movies? True. I reckon I've never had a chance to try it, but from what I've seen, people who normally aren't scared by scary games, if they do it in VR, they fucked. Yes. I went to Hawaii with my sister Priscilla and there was this like VR like cinema thing there and mm-hmm. they had this like horror story that you could watch right. and she really wanted to do it and I just kind of like tried not to mention it until we left because I was so fucking terrified that I was gonna have to do it even though I knew like I should probably do it like I'll probably like it on some level True. I'm such a fucking weenie like even with the <laughs> haunted house things I'm always like okay I know I want to do this but at the same time I really need to be dragged in because I'm so fucking scared of it and then the VR thing is like you can't escape it it's yeah. on your eyeballs it's on your eardrums like you can't get away true and it does actually feel really real even if yeah and no one can be in there with you like you're alone mm, that's fucked up and everyone's gonna be on the outside laughing at you <laughs> that's the worst part the embarrassment yeah true <laughs> I want to play VR horror I, I would definitely poo my pants it would be so fucking scary. Are there already VR horror games? They must oh, be. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Someone, There's so many. Have you guys, any of the listeners ever played those or whatever? Like, what are yeah, your experiences Yeah, send us your that? Oculus Rift or whatever and we're going to play with it. Yeah, <laughs> just send it in the mail. But also, like, just tell us what it's like because I'm curious. Yeah. Maybe I would like that. Maybe that would be just, like, one extra step that would get me into it. <laughs> I think, honestly, I think I'm limited in my appreciation because of how shit I am at playing games. Like it's really hard to be like wrapped up in a story when you just can't even get out of a room for like five minutes and you keep like walking the wrong way. I think that's on me. True, true. It was kind of like a a group effort to to guide Crystal to a door in Resident Evil. And I get lost. And then you don't know which button shoots the fucking zombie in the head. Yeah. That was hard. That's a really hard game. All games are hard. If you play games, just take a second to give yourself a pat on the back. You're doing great. Particularly old games are hard like Resident Evil. Yeah. And um, Clock Tower, which I mentioned before, I've played that before. It just dumps you in the middle of this haunted house. You've got to click around and find out what's going on. All of a sudden, this man with giant scissors is coming at you and you cannot defend yourself. What the fuck? Clock Tower's a classic. So good. I want to know if, if you guys know more horror games that are really cool. Because I feel like there is a lot of crossover between like film genre fans and then like gamers. Yeah. Because they're all just like dweebs right <laughs> just different breeds of dweeb yeah true <laughs> we have we haven't talked much about social uh not social media social justice this episode oh have you got i feel like, like we don't kind consciously do that we just like talk about things as they relate to the world but i don't know how how games relate to the world honestly the only thing i could think of is maybe because we didn't get much of a chance because games are such a huge time commitment we didn't get as much of a chance to engage with the story. Yeah, I don't think I could even fucking commit to it. Like, <laughs> I hate them. Yeah, you you love so a boring. movie that's like 60 to 70 minutes long. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so you can't And that's play when I can scroll game. on my phone and chip. Like, <laughs> I, in a game, you can't do anything else. You're holding the control. I start to zone off. I'm like, I don't care if she finds the yeah. key. Like, it doesn't affect me. <laughs> yeah. She's the one trapped. Crystal's <laughs> always handing the controller off and being like, hey, you play for a bit. <laughs> Well, I feel like when kids are like, you know, when kids are playing a video game together, but it's like a one player thing and then everyone's like fighting for like whose turn it is. That yeah. could, ne- you'll never catch me fighting with anyone, yeah, but it's my turn. I'll be so happy if it's someone else's turn. <laughs> I hope they forget about me. Everybody, Crystal said, let's do a horror game episode. Let's go over I honestly your- <laughs> don't know why I said that, what got into me. I think it's an interesting idea. 
I think maybe I thought I'd have more fun because it had been a long time since I played a game. Yeah, yeah. But pretty quickly I was like, oh, yeah, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> but I still enjoyed – I honestly, I enjoy watching people play games, like in front of me, like my friends. Yeah, Crystal didn't know that you can watch people play games on YouTube. I don't know if I'd like that. Really? Because it's I don't know thing. those people. Oh, I don't true. care about them. And I feel like um, from – I've watched a lot of horror, like B-grade horror movies – um, about including like like share follow about like people who stream themselves playing games. Uh, yeah, and those people in the in the movies are bad people. Like they say like dumb jokes. Uh, okay, this is yeah. probably not real life. This is probably the people who write these movies because no. they always say these like old jokes from like the old internet days. Oh, like you got pwned. Yeah, they say shit like oh, that. God, I hate that shit. And then um and then yeah, they just always seem like kind of dicks. Well, there is the example of the YouTuber PewDiePie who was streaming. True. Game and what he said, the N-word, I think, or he said something anti-Semitic. Probably he did both. There must be a lot of them like that, hey? It's like, it's pretty renowned as like a toxic culture. I feel like the cult of personality in that streaming world. Yeah, totally. I'm not into. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, I love this person and their com- I'm this is what we do. Wait, I'm fucking digging a grave for myself. I just realized this is the shit that we do. We just talk shit and other people listen to us. And now I'm like, oh, I wouldn't want to well, listen to anyone that I don't crazy. know. I don't know if anyone actually listens. <laughs> um, I guess because we're talking about stuff. Because I listen to a lot of podcasts. <laughs> but I don't want to watch someone just, you know, be like having like a stream of consciousness thing. I've got no leg to stand on here. I'm going <laughs> to yeah, shut up. I was up. thinking that's exactly what's happening right <laughs> that's now. That's what I do every time I come to record. <laughs> I don't have a single note in front of me. Yeah, this is all off the either. top of the dome. Well, because we literally have just been playing games for yeah. hours since before this. So if we yeah. sound a bit like fucked up. I have a up. really bad headache. <laughs> Probably from trying to concentrate on those shadowy like graphics. True. You can change the brightness to make things Well, brighter. it's a bit late now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you've already got a migraine. Um, in terms of social justice. <laughs> yeah. The Literally the only thing I could think of coming into this theme was how many female protagonists you see in these horror games? You know, you got you got your Jill Valentine, who yeah. Crystal did not choose, by the way. She went with Chris Redfield. Well, because he looked cute. Yeah. No, Jill's nice. And, and Valentine, like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> the the original Clock Tower has a female protagonist. I think there was a female protagonist in Silent Hill. I think that's interesting. It's like a bit girl boss. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wonder what that means. Like, I, I feel like a lot of the female characters in these games instantly just, like, just rub me the wrong way. Really? They feel like women who are written by men. Well, yeah, true. Because that's another thing is the the way women are presented visually in video games is always, like, very revealing. I think you can unlock, like, Jill runs around in a cheerleader outfit or something in fuck? Resident Evil. Like, it's actually pretty And then up. there's the other side. There's only – there's two sides. It's, like, the Virgin Madonna thing because there's, like, um, that, you know, sexy, huge tits, whatever. And then <laughs> – That's my drag name, sexy, huge tits. <laughs> um, and then I feel like – the more modern video games that think they're a little bit progressive, they'll have their ideal girl and their ideal, they're a bit more shy, these game game dudes, game developers, and their ideal girl is like, oh, she's, she has to be quite modest. She's basically, would you say she's the manic pixie dream girl, the Zooey Deschanel kind of thing? 
Kind of, but a bit more boring. You know, <laughs> she's gotta boring? have her she's gotta have her hair like pulled back into a practical bun and like a jean jacket. Like it's You're just... describing the protagonist <laughs> of medium. Because that's what I was thinking the whole time. I was like, this is that gaming protagonist or not even protagonist, but gaming like female character trope that I see every time I play a fucking game now. That's just like she's just so plain. And it's actually in a lot of like B-grade horror movies too, where it's like the girl next door kind of character. So she gets to live. We're supposed to like her because she doesn't, she hasn't committed any sins, like, you know, being provocative or having a personality, Mm -hmm. which is like the worst thing you can do as a woman. So these characters are so fucking boring. They don't get cute little quips or anything. Like they just get their dumb little braids, like sensible braids (laughs) and like long pants and no personal life. And I'm just like, I don't care. Mm. Every, every you. like character feels like it's some like man, like underdeveloped man's idea of like a perfect woman. Yeah. Now that you think about it, I can't think of any games. We, we can probably name a lot of horror movies recently, especially that were created, written, directed, produced by women. Mm. But when you come to games, it is very male dominated right. and it, it does show. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, the numbers or anything, but no. it, it really seems, like, I would assume just from playing things that <laughs> there's not too many women behind the scenes. Yeah. Ugh. Men are disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm disgusting, especially. <laughs> they should be banned from making games. There's probably a whole bunch of, like, feminist games and, like, Very small indie by, ones. Yeah. There's probably heaps of shit. I don't know anything about games. Like, no one flamed me. I honestly don't know. <laughs> if you know of any really cool games that were developed by women or, or people of color or whatever the case is, let us know. Because I actually do want to expand my horizons when it comes to horror games. Yeah, that Crystal does Yeah, but I'd like for you You'll to watch. tell me. Yeah, you tell me about <laughs> them. You say if they were good. Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, that's games. Do you have anything more to say about games? <laughs> I'm just trying to think what else we played. Did we play <gasps> something else? No. Oh. <laughs> we were going to play What Remains of Edith Finch, which has a really cool little section Oh yeah, that is directly inspired by Halloween and even has the Halloween music. Can you do the Halloween music for us, Crystal? Um, no. Oh, I can't remember it. You know the one that goes... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's fucking sick. Um, now we're going to get our podcast taken down. Thanks. Oh, shit. John Carpenter's <laughs> coming for me. Um, I was going to say, though, have you ever seen a good movie that was based on a video game? Because I haven't. I honestly, I probably wouldn't know if it's based on a video game. Like, do you sure. know some? Well, Resident Evil is based on a video game. There's this, there's this German director called Uwe Boll or Uwe Boll, who's like renowned for making really, really bad video game adaptations. And he once tried to fight a critic who gave his movie a bad review. So that, really? that's the caliber of person we're dealing right. with. Right. Because I yeah. feel like if you're making a video game into a movie, you have to really like satisfy all the video game fans. And you just you can't satisfy those people. Yeah. So if you come into it just as a moviegoer, fresh, there's probably going to be a lot of shit that you're like, the fuck is this? But it's like just like fan service. I hate mm. fan service shit. <laughs> In movies and video games are rife with it, and then the, the, of course the yeah yeah. I don't know. I probably have, and I just didn't know it was based on something. True, true. I can't think of one that I've seen and enjoyed. Yeah, 
Resident Evil was pretty bad. So, in conclusion, video <laughs> games suck. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, they're okay. I am like, I was a non-gamer for a long time, but I'm kind of coming back into it. I was telling Crystal that I picked up a, not a horror game, but on Friday afternoon after work, I picked up a game that I hadn't played in a while and ended up playing it for about 12 hours this weekend. That's insane. I don't know how you do that. Right? Like I don't know either. I used to play Sims and by the time I made my person, I just closed the game because so, I'm so sick of it. The Sims is a horror game. You remember you Sims yeah. could get like abducted by aliens and there was the goth family? And there was always, people always said that you could like have sex with a ghost or whatever. What? Yeah, apparently you could have sex with a ghost and you could have like little ghost babies, but I never could do that. What? I don't know if that's real or if just kids at my school told me that. Or maybe it was the Grim Reaper. You remember how the Grim Reaper used to come around? Yeah, like, that would be cool. And your Sims could turn into zombies. What the fuck? How? If you like, you could like ask the Grim Reaper to like keep them around and he could either bring them back to life properly or he could be like, all right, but like just as a zombie. Wow. Be careful what you wish for. Mm-hmm. That's that some monkey's was... poor shit. <laughs> I feel like that was a really good Goosebumps book. We got to do a Goosebumps episode. There's a, there is a Goosebumps podcast. Yeah. Say Pod and Die. Yeah. Um, they're great. So you should go listen to them. But yeah, we might do a Goosebumps episode. Maybe we could have them as little guests. Oh, yeah. I loved Goosebumps when I was little. Me too. We've really gone off the topic of fucking video games. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> just like trying to talk about anything else. <laughs> I just feel like there's not a whole lot more to say. I thought there would be more, I guess. Yeah. Than I what guess there was. It's when you're watching a movie or reading a book or whatever, it's it's given to you, but a game is what you make of it. And wow, you gotta be really you gotta beautiful. <laughs> fuck off, that's so patronizing. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say now. No, I'm sure it's very profound. Fuck you. <laughs> this is our first on-air fight. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's all the games. It's yeah. the competitive nature that games instill in people. True. That's why I don't like them. But Resident Evil 8 looks lit and I'm definitely yeah. going to play it when it comes out. True, that and looks Crystal's fun. And going to watch me. Yeah. If our stream of Until Dawn goes well, because it's definitely going to happen... Then um, we're going to stream Resident Evil 8. Can you guys for real tell us if you would watch that? Because I'm really curious to try it, actually. Yeah, like comment on our Insta or some shit. Yeah. You know. Like Whatever. You do. Just do something. <laughs> um, okay. Well, yeah. we've got the everyone's favorite segment coming up. Two spooks and a lie with a familiar face. Joining us again. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're not going to keep throwing you around anymore. It's going to be a bit more consistent. Um, okay, stay tuned. Love you, bye. <laughs> Hello again. We're back with your favourite segment. We know it's your favourite segment because, like, I don't know, focus testing or something we found out. Anyway... Two Spooks and a Lie is the segment, and we're here with Matthew Jenkin, who you may remember from two episodes ago. Um, he he tried to bamboozle us with a movie called The Hammer. I don't remember what the Hungarian title was, but he didn't succeed. No, I didn't. And so this is the grudge match. Thank I you guess. for having me back. Um, it was Al Kalapash, I believe, if I've pronounced that correctly. Right, yeah. It sounded like a great movie. Um, well, it's in development right now. Oh, all right. Yeah, my, my people are talking to... <laughs> Other people <laughs> I have a split personality <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so you got three synopses for us I've got three um, I'm hoping 
to get you this time because Paul lost again last week. So yeah, we, which was surprising. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's see how we go. Yeah, go for it. Number one is from the year 1996 from the United States of America. Earth is being swept by a toad plague. Enter the lone samurai, Max Hell, the Earth's last hope to save the planet from the mad clutches of Mickey O'Malley, a renegade scientist about to detonate a bomb that'll turn everyone into toads. (laughs) Number two is from 1982, Spain. A young woman travels to England after the abrupt death of her brother. Staying with her sister-in-law, she finds her companion soon drawn into a satanic cult based in the house, whose rights seem to centre on large st- large-scale sexual congress. Sorry, I shouldn't have laughed during that, should I? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, if you're doing large-scale sexual congress, yeah, it's not small-scale. It's, it's no mean feat. Mm. Lastly, uh, this is from 2005 from Scotland. On a weekend trip away to an estate in the Scottish Highlands, a group of bored teenagers accidentally summon Glastic, a ghost that can take the form of a goat-human hybrid. It's up to Darius MacLeod, an elderly witch doctor, who was the last to defeat the demon over 50 years ago to once again save the day. Okay, so right off the bat, I feel like that last one is you. I feel like it's probably autobiographical. (laughs) And you're really just pitching it to us because you heard us talk about possibly doing a goat episode. Yeah, that's right. We talked about goats a lot last time and, and you must have stolen that idea from us. So. And have tried to do a Scottish accent before as well. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> um, okay. Like with Ian McEwen. <laughs> is he Scottish? I don't know who that is. I feel like you made that person up. Um, I feel like the sexual congress one is probably not your creation because that would be a bit weird yeah but maybe that's right. how i'm trying to put you off the yeah, scent true. like i've i've really had to think hard on this one so do you scott do you reckon that he that matt would have made himself laugh with his own <laughs> synopsis knowing matt yeah yeah <laughs> i think he would have i was actually leaning towards the last one being real i'm gonna disagree with you because i was just reading about uh Ghosts in Scotland, you know, oh. the grey man of some some bullshit in somewhere, mountain place. So, you know, it could be real. It would be a pretty big coincidence. Wait. Um. <laughs> Wait, so you think it's real because you've read that some people in Scotland think there's a ghost somewhere. So this one's probably real. I don't see any flaw in that reasoning. What's wrong with you? <laughs> But it's not a goat, man. I know which ghost you're talking about. Yeah. And what about the first one, the frog, the toad? The toad thing is. Oh. What country was that from? That's the states. I feel like if it fits more in like an exploitation kind of area, but if it was cane toads, yeah. Mm. But I don't know. Something about that one feels real. I think because it's the most outlandish of the three that. It's probably not your one. I'm not outlandish. Right, okay, challenge well, accepted. Well, I, like, I feel like if you did two kind of normal ones and then one crazy one that you made up, that would be really obvious. I don't True. know. It's just fucking psychological mind games now. I hate this segment. <laughs> this is everyone's favourite segment, remember? you got to love it. 
Um, okay, I'm I'm actually agreeing with you. I think because the outlandishness of it is kind of like battle heater from last time. Mm-hmm. You know, like those fucking wild movies, they're out there. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be obscure. They're going to be esoteric. They're going to be the kind of shit that Matt finds when he's doing his little research for this. Um, okay, I'm going to go with you. I think the last one, if you're still happy with that. Yeah, because... I'm I'm really wishing the other day I almost Googled goat horror and I wish I pressed fucking enter on that search because then I would know at this point if it was real. But I feel like I would have heard about it because I'm quite interested in goats. I didn't know that about you. You and your goat thing. That's that's a cute personality trait, I suppose. Yeah, ever since this goat um, ate my hat, my straw hat at Fairfield City Farm when I was in <laughs> kindergarten... <laughs> I just felt some kind of affinity. But anyway, I wish that third one's real, but I feel like that's yeah, I think I think let's lock that in. Oh, I fucking hate this. I'm so anxious. <laughs> Remember, there's no stakes except glory. So, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you've 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 convinced me. I think number 3 is the fake. So, Matt, are you going to tell us? Okay. I can tell you that the third one is the one that I wrote. Yes. You've oh, got my it. God. You've got it. That's three now. Whoa. Three and oh. We're oh. so good at this. So do you have a, a made-up title for that one? I didn't, actually. Oh, well. Uh, maybe maybe Glastic, which is the, the name of the ghost that can take the form of a goat-human hybrid. Uh-huh. Is that Scottish Gaelic? I don't know. That's a good question. I require research. Can I get back to you on that? Yeah, sure. The first one is called Max Hell Frog Warrior. (laughs) Um, And the second one, the Spanish one, uh, is called Black Candles. Is the third one autobiographical? Well, no, I'm not from Scotland. um, And I'm not a half... I mean, I'm not a witch doctor either. Okay. Sorry. I always thought you were, so I feel very deceived. Is it the horns? Yeah. It's the horns. <laughs> and the goat droppings that I leave around. No. <laughs> I can't believe we won. Uh, we're fucking amazing at this. Yeah. Uh, is this where I resign? Is this where I hand in my keys and my gun? No, no. We want to give badge. you another chance to beat us. Okay. Challenge accepted. Great. Um, what else do we say at the end? I think we just say, like, Bye. <laughs> Idiots I don't know You seem really deflated Matt Yes I'm Well sorry. look You know I had I had high hopes Maybe Scotland was too obscure They're not really known for their cinema Are they Or their culinary delights I do like haggis mm. But cinema Yeah Yeah you got that one last Von Trier movie And there was never another movie made in Scotland So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah Alright cool Well anyway Um Everyone out there who's listening, please heap praise upon us for this great showing. Um, I'm really proud of us, really disappointed in Matt, and really just grateful to everybody for listening. Um, And that's the end of that. All right. Say bye, Matt. Goodbye, everyone. Um, I thought you'd say bye, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) My tail is still stuck between my legs. (laughs) I'm just going to walk on out of here. All right. Or we'll clop. I'll clop on out of here. <laughs> and leave some droppings on the way. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Matt for being here to be defeated in a rather embarrassing manner. Um, we love you. Bye. Bye.
blah, 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 blah. I hate that movie.